It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, Nationals fans, to episode number 26 of the Curly W Live podcast. My name is Kyle Brostowitz, and I'm coming to you from the Curly W Live studios here at Nationals Park. Remember, you can listen to the podcast, including all past episodes, through our blog, which is curlyw.mlblogs.com, and through iTunes and art19.com by searching Washington Nationals Podcasts. You can now find the podcast on even more platforms, including Blueberry, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast.fm, Player.fm, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podknife, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Be sure to check out some of our recent episodes um, that focused on the new faces at Masson, uh, Alex Chapel, Bo Porter, and obviously our friend Dan Colco. Um, those are still up, so feel free to uh, download and check those out and give them a listen. I know you're watching those guys every night on Masson, so um, if you need some more information on who they are and what they bring to the table, go check out those podcasts. Uh, we also did one at the end of spring training with our minor league hitting coordinator, Troy Gingrich, and Fresno manager, Randy Norr, so go check those out as well as we get into the minor league season. So on this episode, we are going back to a theme um, of the first few episodes of the podcast back a few years ago, and that is to have um, someone on that, as fans, you may not know, but you absolutely know their work. Um, in the past, we had uh, Jackie Coleman, who's a senior VP of Broadcasting Game, Game Presentation, uh, Jerome Horushka, the PA voice of Nationals Park, uh, Rob McDonald, our, uh, the VP of Team Travel and Clubhouse Operations. Um, so we wanted to kind of get back to that theme a little bit. Um, so for this podcast, we have an interview with Dave London, who is our Vice President of Broadcasting and Production. So um, he works with Jackie and Jerome and a lot of other people on the game production and the in-game entertainment that you see at Nationals Park every night. And as you'll hear, you see a lot of their content that Dave helps produce through social media, through um, the broadcast on Masson every night. So we are entering our third homestand of the season, so we thought it would be fun to talk with Dave about what is going on at the park uh, from a game presentation and production standpoint. Um, and like I said, all the other things that he and his team have a hand in that um, you as fans see constantly, um, but you may not know the people behind that work. So uh, let's get right to it. Episode 26 of the Curly W Live podcast with Dave London. Enjoy. All right, welcome Dave London to the Curly W Live Studios, which today is high atop Nationals Park on the fifth floor, where, as fans you know, Charlie Dave, Bob FP, um, visiting broadcasters are located. And on this floor, along with them, is the scoreboard room, um, where all the game entertainment and production kind of takes place throughout the night. So we'll get into more about what goes on up here um, later in the interview, but First, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Dave London. Uh, Dave, you, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to All be right. here. So Dave is in his 13th season with the Nationals. First, I want to start with a question that I know I get a lot and a lot of people in sports get a lot. Um, what do you do? That's a <laughs> long question or long answer, mm -hmm. but uh, generally my job is to uh, take care of all the production that you see in the ballpark. 
uh, as well as deal with the uh, broadcasters on a daily basis. So my, my title is Vice President of Production and Broadcasting. Uh, so I've been here 13 years, like you said, and it's expanded since that time. But at, right now, I oversee Curly W Productions, uh, which includes our, our game day production team, as well as our production arm, mm -hmm. uh, which just expanded this past year. Uh, Curly W Productions, and then uh, I also oversee the day-to-day -day contact with the broadcasters, making sure they've got everything they need mm -hmm. uh, to do their jobs here at the park. Now, the what I kind of want to get into a little bit that you mentioned in that answer is your work with um, Curly W Productions. Um, I don't know if fans have noticed this year, but there's been a lot of great video content um, going back all the way to spring training and throughout this first month in the season. Can you go into a little bit about that aspect of your job? You know, like you said, we've expanded the staff, um, the type of content you guys do, and, um, you know, kind of what you hope to bring to fans. Absolutely. Uh, we've made a really concerted effort as a part of the Nationals to expand our capabilities. Uh, we know that, you know, content is king now, and, mm -hmm. and as much as we can get out, the right. better. Um, when I first started, it was myself and one other person, wow. and we've now expanded to 10 full-time people uh, on staff, mm -hmm. uh, and just this past year, um, since this time last year, we've added five people, so we've doubled in size. We had five before, and now we have a total of 10, mm -hmm. uh, and all of it is to produce more content and to produce it in-house. The more we're able to do in-house with our own staff uh, allows us to just be that much faster and flexible with the content that we're putting out and uh, it just gives us you know that ability to to really change and, and update and keep things fresh throughout the entire year without having to rely on outside companies and we've worked with a lot over the mm -hmm. years and they've done great work but um, we're really proud of the work that we've been able to put out this year and uh, really keep it updated and fresh on a, a regular basis. So a lot of what uh, fans see uh, in park and on in commercials uh, while they're watching the game, it, it's gathered in spring training. Can you walk us through kind of what, what does happen in spring training, what you look to gather, um, your day-to-day, -day, um, what you kind of put the players through, what, 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 what all goes, down, goes on down there, and, and what do you typically gather? Yeah, we, uh, we start planning for spring training as early as we can, mm -hmm. um, sometimes before the season's even <laughs> over, as you well know. Right. Um, but we, we are down there to capture as much as we can uh, during spring training so that we don't have to do anything right. when we're back up here. Um, the, the goal is to you know, keep it as, uh, as fresh as possible, like I, I keep saying, mm -hmm. but uh, to keep things timeless. Um, mm -hmm. We'll do interviews with the players uh, where we're talking about you know, various things or, or games or different entertainment segments that um, we can produce mm -hmm. uh, throughout the year. Um, but then the other portion is the, the, the graphical elements, whether right. we're shooting on a green screen or a set or anything else to create all the, the open videos and the pump videos and, and anything else to entertain and engage the fans during the year. Um, and we'll utilize that content uh, not just on, on the scoreboard, but right. in social media. Mm -hmm. And we'll share things with Masson and, and any, anybody else that we can get our content out to. Um, we're happy to, to, to share it with our partners so that we can get our, our look, our feel, and, and our players in, in front of everybody everywhere we can. Okay, so let's, let's talk about a typical game day or game night um, in your role and, and what um, also goes on up here. Um, when does the work start? to prepare for, for that night's game? It never really ends. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, we're we're preparing you know months ahead. Mm -hmm. Right now, um, we're starting to work on some of the themed games that are coming up mm -hmm. uh, later in the season. Uh, but we'll 
we'll be working on things you know back in the off season mm -hmm. as well um it just depends on what it is and how much time and effort we need to put into it and um you know every day we're building new content mm -hmm. to entertain and inform the fans uh, you know that's that's our biggest goal here is to to entertain the fans mm -hmm. so that they enjoy the show no matter what's happening on the field uh, but also in, inform them let them know what's happening in the game mm -hmm. let them know what uh, is kind of coming up in future games and anything else that the nationals are doing whether it's you know behind the scenes here at the mm -hmm. park or our community relations uh, all of our uh, initiatives that they have the youth baseball academy and so on um, so yeah we we do a lot of different things to prep all of the content mm -hmm. um, days months you know sometimes years depending on what uh, right. what's happening um, but yeah we it, it's a constant process mm -hmm. from um, that that really never ends so how many people are up here um, on a game day uh, kind of making the whole in-game production uh, run and making it work not including the 10 full-time staff mm -hmm. members we have 22 ish oh, positions wow. uh, on a regular basis um, and each one has a very specific mm -hmm. role um, and they come in at about three hours before okay. the game sometimes some of them come in earlier than that if they have work to prep mm -hmm. um, but uh, everyone has a, a very specific role they've been a lot of the team or the, a lot of our our team members that have been here mm -hmm. Uh, for a long time have been here longer than I have right um, oh they've wow. been here since 2005 uh, and well RFK <laughs> uh, but yeah they they've worked well together over all these years they know the show inside and mm -hmm. out and uh, it's a, a really tight-knit group that that works well together and um, produce a lot of content so if we were to come up here during the game say like the fifth or sixth inning would what would the vibe be is it kind of intense relaxed uh, is it loud? Is there a lot going on? What, what 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 would a bystander see if they walked in here during the game? I, I would say on a typical basis, it's it's pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. um, I I've heard from some of my friends around the league that uh, we have a pretty calm and controlled <laughs> control room. Um, That's but, good. You know, it's also you know depending on what happens in the game. Right. You know, if it's an exciting game, we're going to mm -hmm. be just as excited as everybody right. out in, in the park. Um, you know, we are, we want to feed off mm -hmm. of what's happening on the field and, you know, when we're excited, it helps to right. you know, get the excitement level up even higher. So you mentioned, uh, theme nights this year or yes. that we were pretty popular and pretty good at, um, obviously fans in the past have seen star Wars. We're doing star Wars again this year. We did game of Thrones last year. Um, how do those, and actually this year we're introducing the, the Marvel superhero day, uh, which is really exciting. Yes. I've, I've heard, uh, you're, you're a Marvel superhero right. guy. Um, so it's, you know, for, for like what we've done in the past, like I said, with star Wars, game of Thrones, how does that change how you guys put together the presentation and, and what type of work goes into those type of nights? Those nights where we have a lot of uh, additional things that we can, that we can really play with. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they're pretty exciting. It's, it's taking the, with most of those, we get mm -hmm. a, a toolkit okay. from the various partners. So, okay. HBO, when we had Game of Thrones, sent us a toolkit, Star Wars with Lucasfilm and Disney, they mm -hmm. send it to us, same thing with Marvel. Um, we have certain elements that we, we can use um, and just based on what they provide. Right. And, and we take those and we develop a, a plan around mm -hmm. that. Um, so right now we're, you know, with our starting lineup headshots, we're building out comic book covers okay. that we're going to flip through. And, um, you know, it's just... Uh, it's a lot of fun to take all those elements and say, all right, what can we do with mm -hmm. this? And then how does it translate to baseball? Um, you know, 
at the end of the day, it's still <laughs> a baseball it's still game. Baseball, absolutely. Uh, so it, it's how does it, how do those things translate? You know, a lot of times we look at you know the baseball players mm -hmm. as, as you know superheroes and and you know larger than life mm -hmm. and. Um, when it, it really helps when you have somebody like a, a Sean Doolittle right. for a Star Wars. So it totally embraces it. Yeah, huge yeah. fan. Um, so it just allows us to to, to do those things where mm -hmm. we have the you know the Sean Doolittle mm -hmm. uh, Jedi uh, right. bobblehead and the Zimmerman's going to be Captain Zimmerman. Captain America, Captain yeah. Zimmerman. Yep. Uh, so it's you know it's fun to play with that sort of stuff, and then uh, that's ties back to spring right. training and what kind of content we, can we get with the guys there to help promote it and help uh, make it a even cooler day is there anything um new or kind of different for the marvel superhero day um that's kind of different than what we've done for star wars and game of thrones it, it's taking a, a really comic book look and feel to okay. it um and, and it's something we haven't done mm -hmm. before so it's pretty exciting to to play with those elements but uh you know trying to change as much of the in-game look to mm -hmm. be a very comic book feel is is our goal for this one. um now you mentioned theme uh, of the gra the graphics theme the scoreboard theme in general mm -hmm. um so where does where do the ideas come from everywhere every year because we, we pretty much change every year from what i've, I've noticed and mm -hmm. you, you would be the expert but so where does the theme come from um the graphics ideas um i guess when does that all that work start what's the process like for that we work really closely with our marketing department mm -hmm. and creative services uh to develop that look and feel mm -hmm. Um, this year we worked with an agency uh, that uh, gave us kind of a, an initial template and some concepts mm -hmm. and then we met and, and just developed the ideas from there so once we had it uh, we put our animators mm -hmm. and graphic designers to work and uh, just really I, I think put a really strong package together and if you look at everything that we have in print on mm -hmm. social uh, on the board and everywhere else that we put content out, it's it's a very cohesive look, and it's it's a bright and fresh right. look. Um, you know, we went with the basically the sky theme, mm -hmm. um, and I love I love the skylines for visiting teams. I'm a big big fan of those. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's we we every year we have generally done a, a black or a gray right. background for the visiting team. You know, we don't want to you know give them too much love. Right. Exactly. Um, they're still the 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 bad guys, <laughs> um, but we. Uh, thought about it this year and since we were doing our skyline look and, mm -hmm. and incorporating DC into it and the ballpark we, we thought about doing ballparks mm -hmm. uh, in the background which we've seen at other parks but we thought the skyline would be a nice treatment for it and uh, it, I think it's turned out really strong it's still you know subtle it's nothing right. that's like giving them too much of a pump but mm -hmm. it's a nice way to tie it back to the city and mm -hmm. Um, we've also used the outlines of the states as well for um, some starting pitching matchups. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, again, it gives us more content to play with. And the more things we can play with, the, the more we can uh, create. Well, I think I've gotten each, each visiting team we've played so far this year, I've gotten uh, – compliments and uh they were very excited to see their skyline in the background <laughs> which uh and, and i'll be honest i think our scoreboard i get to see a lot of them through my travels and i'll put our scoreboard and our production up against anybody going back to kind of your the guys roles up here and your staff's roles um in, in talking to the scoreboard talking about the scoreboard how does it break down like section wise like is there like one person for each section is one person kind of controlling most of it how can you give fans a little bit of a glimpse into, I guess, what it goes into running such a big and um, involved product and, and piece of equipment? Sure. Uh, most of the equipment that you'd see up here is what you'd see in any control room mm -hmm. or broadcast truck. 
Um, and a lot of our guys do cross over between okay. a, lo- a lot of other teams, whether okay. it's in-house or on broadcast. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, essentially, it's all the same equipment. Right. It's just how do you utilize gotcha. it. But uh, everything starts with uh, most productions as a switcher. It's, it's where all of the content flows into, and it's essentially a giant remote control. <laughs> Um, it's a ton of buttons and every time somebody comes up, they look at it and all and say, that's a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And at the end of the day, it's just, you're pressing a button right. to send something to the board, the big okay. remote control. Um, after that, there's the, the scoreboard control, um, which, uh, feeds all of our stats through mm-hmm. there and all of our, uh, the layering of the, the different elements. Mm-hmm. So the, the scoreboard game in progress look that you see on the board flows through that okay. system uh, and then goes into the switcher and then we overlay the headshots and any of the other content over it. Um, the headshots are generated through uh, our character generator, which allows us to have all of the updated stats flow through it during the game okay. uh, and all of the, any of the Think of it as like live Photoshop. Okay, um, w- you can update it and change graphics mm-hmm. and animate things, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll change live uh, through the click of some buttons. Cool. Um, then we have a clip player which plays all of our pre-made videos and animations and still graphics, uh, and then we have EVS, which is our replay machine, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, takes in all the feeds from the broadcast truck from Masson. Uh, our cameras as well, and uh, that's how they're able to uh, show the replays mm-hmm. as quickly as we can. Um, there's still various rules about what we can right. and can't show mm-hmm. um, per MLB, but uh, actually with the advent of instant replay, mm-hmm. we actually have a little more leeway now, okay. which is uh, exciting that we can show more. Um, beyond that, we have two statisticians uh, running the computers each mm-hmm. day. One is running our our pitch by pitch machine, which we call ball strikes and outs, and that's literally what very in depth. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the other one is play by play. It's called ScorePad, and it's tracking basically where the players and the ball is going in the game. And mm-hmm. uh, those two together calculate all of the uh, the data to update all the averages mm-hmm. and ERAs throughout the game, and that's how those are, are updated. Uh, it's a completely separate system from what MLB has, mm-hmm. from what the broadcasters have. Uh, and it's all for redundancy right. at the end of the day. We don't want to make uh, any one system the only system mm-hmm. that can run that. Um, we have our PA announcer, Jerome Rusco, right. our organist, Matthew Van Hoos. Uh, and then we also have our audio team um, in, in a separate room, our, our DJ and our audio mm-hmm. engineer who are controlling all the sources and everything else. Uh, we have our... Uh, Four camera operators, two are hard cameras on tripods, one in center field and, and one on the first base side behind the Nats dugout, and two wireless cameras, uh, which can go just about anywhere inside and outside of the park this year. So you'll be nice. seeing a lot more of that. Uh, we recently uh, upgraded our microphones, uh, and with those com- combined with the cameras, we're able to get shots outside mm-hmm. of the park now and, uh, and a lot more spaces that we were able, ever able to before. So that's a pretty exciting addition this year. Um, where does um, where does Statcast fall into this? I know is it integrated into the a pitch speed and pitch type that's on the board? Yes. Yeah, so we we get a feed from MLB uh, for the pitch speed and mm-hmm. the pitch type. Uh, those are just sent down data lines mm-hmm. from them. All the other data that you see on Statcast uh, that's a, a proprietary thing mm-hmm. through MLB right. at this point. 
the broadcasters do have that mm. it's something that's you know in discussions about right. expanding that uh, and we're, we're we'd be very excited to utilize it more mm-hmm. um, but you know it is a very complicated system oh, that it in, the, involves a very uh, dedicated operator as well but mm-hmm. it's it's such a cool system that MLB has been able to put right. together um, I, I get the question about pitch speed and pitch type quite a bit where does it come from is there some guy out there with a radar gun is he is he watching on TV but that that's interesting that all comes from statcast and the, there's really no margin for error what you see maybe on MLB on the app is it should be the same as what you're seeing on the scoreboard correct so for you your career um, like we said 13th season um, I guess what's the biggest change in I guess game entertainment technology that you think you've experienced in your uh, time here. I think with everything, it's it's gotten as the boards get bigger, mm-hmm. the everything else gets smaller. <laughs> um, everything that we do um, has so many different avenues mm-hmm. to go now with social media um, and just everywhere you can put content. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really expands our thinking. Right. You know. 10 years ago, nobody was thinking about anything at the ballpark except for us, except what's on the, the board. Oh, yeah. Now we're thinking of, you know, what we put up there, what we can get to, uh, to all the different social mm-hmm. media outlets, uh, and how else it can be used. Um, tape to digital is right. another thing. Okay. We used to have to buy scores of tapes every <laughs> year. We haven't bought tapes now probably for six or seven okay. years because everything's digital. Everything is mm-hmm. networked together. Um, we're just transferring files right. over our network as opposed to dumping things out the mm-hmm. tape and then recording it back into a new system. Um, so it's faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Everything's smaller, everything's faster, and everything has more avenues. So while in some ways it's easier, um, there's also a lot more we can right. do with it. So we have to think of all the different ways we can mm-hmm. utilize the content that we have and, and not just what people see in the park. Right. So do you ever go to um, other sporting events and either A, focus on their game entertainment and production for ideas, or on the flip side, ever see like, oh, we're never going to do that. That's a bad (laughs) idea. What are they doing? So Uh, how how do you watch other games and sporting events? Since I started in this business uh, 16 years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd never look at a sporting event the same way again. Absolutely. I I can... uh, attest to that <laughs> yeah uh, whenever i go uh, anybody i go with says hey you're not watching the game right because i'm watching the boards <laughs> um you know it, it's it's just kind of a, a part of being in right. this business is you're always looking for new ideas you're always looking to see what other mm-hmm. teams are doing and it's not just baseball mm-hmm. it's all sports um you know we get a ton of ideas from every league mm-hmm. um the there's a conference that um, most teams are involved in every year called the Idea Conference, Information Display and Entertainment okay. Association, and every year it's in a different city. Um, this year it'll be in San Diego, um, but every almost every team from baseball, hockey, football, basketball, NASCAR now, um, colleges. Uh, I mean production is huge in colleges um they all get together and we have a conference every year where we we share ideas uh and it's a great thing to see what everybody else is doing but also realizing that things that work here might Mm -hmm. not work somewhere else and vice versa um there's plenty of 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 things that other teams do that would just never work here and things that we do that would never work somewhere else so it's it's a very collaborative in environment amongst all the leagues and, and the, the other teams in mm-hmm. our league um, 
that we we share ideas all the time just in emails there's a big email group that we get together and if we ever have a question on right. something how do you how do you guys handle this um you know we we have surveys constantly going back and forth and um it's it's a big you know big family with us and uh, it, it's exciting to see how other people do it but it's also you know good to know that it's we're you know we're not the only ones out there right. that uh, you know may be trying different things or new things mm -hmm. and um it's everybody feeds off of each mm -hmm. other it's pretty exciting uh, so, some of your favorite moments from up here, from High Top Mads Park, either uh, on field with the team, um, or are there any special moments kind of up here in this booth, um, in this control room, where, you know, if you've had special guests, or just a moment kind of came together perfectly, um, you know, give us a glimpse into kind of your, your favorite moments. Yeah, I mean, the All-Star game, well, All-Star week, week last yeah. year, um, while it was a crazy, crazy mm -hmm. year, it was still something quite special right. you know it's something that you know i might not ever get a chance to do mm -hmm. again um but it was just a a herculean effort by our entire team mm -hmm. and it, it was i feel it came off really really well mm -hmm. um it was exciting it was fun it looked great mm -hmm. and um you know it, it's some of those things give you goosebumps right um after that, I think two of the things that stick out to me are we did a, uh, a throwback game years ago uh, for the 1924 Senators, mm -hmm. and it was turn back the clock night. And just start to finish, I feel it was one of the most complete theme games we were able to, ever able to do. Mm -hmm. We changed the look of the board. Right. We only had organ music, um, and just everything came together. And it, it was a really special night, and we got it. it a lot of compliments on how that one went and it was, it was a lot of fun um probably the the biggest goosebump moment i had um you know short of you know the game four walk off mm. in 2012 was strasburg's debut yeah um it's the one time in, in all my years of producing and directing that i was ever nervous during a game and I didn't know why, um, but <laughs> I, when he he walked out there and he started striking everybody mm. out, it was just I had goosebumps, yeah. and uh, that one just really stuck out to me, just because it it felt like that was a big turning mm -hmm. point for the team, and it turned out to be absolutely. Yeah. It was a special day. I think anyone, uh, all of us that were working that day, and everyone who came to the game, I think they have that game marked as an answer to that same question. I don't think you're alone in that for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so when I've talked to different um, people on the podcast that have game day responsibilities, whether it's broadcasters or um, team employees or, or whatever it may be, I always ask them, um, you know, at the end of a game, obviously the win on the field is what we're all hoping for. But um, from your aspect, producing, directing, you know, you have a, a group of uh, people up here that are all working together. Kind of what, what constitutes a win uh, for your group up here in your department? For us, we – we always strive for a flawless show mm -hmm. um and even if it may look flawless out in the park right. um it might not be flawless <laughs> up here so uh, we we never want anybody to look at the board mm -hmm. and see something incorrect right. or hear something odd or, or anything mm -hmm. um mistakes happen right. we're going to we can't control that and there's a lot of computers up here and right. computers break sometimes um but our goal is to always have a backup and mm -hmm. to always have uh, somewhere to go mm -hmm. so that there's never a, a break or a, a noticeable issue. Mm -hmm. um, when we have those moments and everything just flows, that that's a great game for right. us. Um, but it's also when we're able to, to have an effect on the game. 
Um, there's only so much we can do, right. um, but there are moments when we can help bring the fans up and bring the players up mm-hmm. and, and help drive forward a, a, a game to, to a win mm-hmm. if the situation presents itself. And when all that comes together and you know, you, you're able to contribute to that and, and help the fans contribute to that mm-hmm. and help the players get over whatever you know moment in the game to get that extra run or, or get that extra strikeout, it's, it's something special mm-hmm. and you feel good about it. Um, it's, it's hard to do sometimes because um, you know, at the end of the day, they're, the players aren't right. paying a ton of attention <laughs> to what we're doing, but there are those moments where you know, it can really affect the game and it, it's a great feeling to have that. Well, I know from personal experience, the players do feed off kind of the vibe of the crowd and, and the production and what goes on up here. And um, so that, that does not go unnoticed. So Dave, appreciate you taking the time to join us on this uh, team's on the road. So I'm sure you're preparing for this next homestand. So I appreciate the, uh, the time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for having me. Thanks again to Dave for joining the podcast and giving us a look inside the game entertainment and production arm of our organization. Hopefully this episode gives you a bit different perspective the next time you come to Nationals Park about what all goes into production on the scoreboard, what you see on social media, what you might see um, on Masson on a game in and game out basis. So um, speaking of coming to Nationals Park, looking at the upcoming homestand, we'll face off against the Padres this weekend and then welcome the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in for a four-game series starting on Monday. Some cool stuff going on around the park this weekend. Um, uh, Friday, April 26th is Fireworks Friday. April 27th uh, on Saturday, Pups in the Park. And on Sunday is Kids Opening Day slash uh, Screech's Birthday. And it's also a Kids Watch giveaway. So uh, the first 10,000 fans age 12 and younger will receive a Kids Watch when they enter through all gates at Nationals Park. So big day on Sunday for kids to come out, um, experience their own version of opening day. So visit nationals.com slash tickets for more information and thank you for listening nationals fans we will see you next time on the curly w live podcast